Hey, what's going on, Internet? You're listening to the very first free cheese and hot sauce pregame podcast of the season, game one of the preseason against the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday, October 6th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, as usual, as usual as these were last year, I guess. I'm Chris, I'm your host. Hey, howdy. And we've got John back with the OG crew. Yeah, it's been, it's been like, when was our last like actual free cheese and hot sauce podcast? That was like a month ago, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, we recorded one of the off-season ones. I think we did like the starter previews. Um, I know Dave is getting a recording together on Thursday to do another one. Mm-hmm. So we will have another big one coming out soon. Um, but I just kind of wanted to jump on and kind of talk about this first preseason game because thank God there's basketball. Yeah, seriously. Like, it's been fun just watching the other games going on lately. Like, I watched a bit of the uh, Trailblazers and Kings the other night and yeah, didn't watch the whole thing, just a bit of it. But well, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no reason to really sit down and watch an entire um, game of guys you don't really care about, especially when it turns into third stringers at a certain point exactly right but this is actually a pretty interesting matchup for bulls fans i think because the bulls and bucks matched up in the first round last year as i'm sure everyone listening knows and that was a really fun series um if kind of chippy at times which i think makes this game almost a lot more interesting um Especially since it's a little bit upsetting that uh, Dunleavy won't be out there. But, uh, which, by the way, I should probably do the uh, starters just to get that out of the way real quick. Uh, starters for the Bulls, Etwan Moore, Jimmy Butler, Tony Snell, Nikola Miritich, and Joakim Noah. Um, obviously, there's some holes with Dunleavy and Rose being out. Uh, and then, obviously, Powell is having a rest day, so he won't be playing. And then... Um, Taj Gibson also sitting out for the Bulls. Um, he had his, what, ankle surgery? Yeah, ankle. Season. Correct, yeah. Um, I think he had, what, like a torn ligament throughout like a good chunk of the season? <laughs> yeah, his like doctor was like, I don't know how you did that or something. So at a certain <laughs> yeah. point, like, that's, I mean, like, man, just like the fucking... I don't know. Is that it's like? Do you put that on the medical staff for not like telling you like no, you can't play? Like, I think the player has a certain amount of control. Like, if I want to go out, I will go out or something. You know? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's really hard to attribute something like that. I mean, people always bring up the culture that Tibbs had, where people would play through injuries, and it was always sort of the slug it out mentality. But it definitely doesn't seem to be the case anymore with um. Two entire guys sitting out for precautionary reasons in the first game. Yeah. Um, that would not have happened with Thibodeau at the helm. Um, Correct, yeah. I also don't think each one more would be starting. Um, yeah, like early, like we're very early, like getting signs that uh, Hoiberg is willing to adjust and like do things as he sees fit. I mean, granted, it's a preseason game, but. You know, he had to be aware of the kind of like bullying that happens to Brooks when he's up against like a longer and like taller point guard, you know? So Yeah, definitely. I think um I think it's more clear that he's willing to pick and choose his matchups, which is something we were talking a lot, a lot about last season because we felt like we added so much depth with the team with um Moore and Miritich and just how many guys we could roll out there and it actually seems like he's gonna do that this year and we'll see like almost a Full ten man rotation, which 
I don't think the Bulls did really at all last year. Yeah, no, I think like maybe last season, like we wouldn't, we would never go really that deep. I never felt like we did anyway. That could It'd be, be like though. eight or nine. I mean, more yeah. so early in the season, we'd see more guys, but there were also more injuries. I thought at that point. Also, um, it should be noted that Kirk Heinrich is also out this game. Oh, is he out? Yeah, that's what that's I was a- reading. And people, I was saying he's not going to be in the game at all. Uh-oh. Well, that's not entirely surprising. I mean, the Bulls do still, even with those two out, they have three point guards on the roster. And then there's exactly. also the thing with uh, Jimmy Butler's been talking in the offseason and even Hoiberg a little bit about him getting some time at point guard and as the primary ball handler. Yeah. Which is um, interesting. I mean, it's always nice to have your best player have the ball. Totally, um, yeah. I'm not sure how good Jimmy's offense running abilities are, but that, we also that has haven't really question. seen the system. Right, exactly. That's why it's like preseason stuff is like so exciting to me. It's like, yeah, you know, we're missing some of our starting five, but still you get to see Hoiberg's system being run to see like how the players fit into it and like I don't know, just like even seeing like defensively how they're able to like adjust and stuff. It'll be really interesting to see how this all works out. Yeah, the matchups are definitely something that uh, I think are the most interesting part with the Bucks because it almost seems like they're we went out and got guys specifically to match up with them. I think Bobby Portis is sort of designed to guard Jabari Parker at some point oh, in the yeah. future. Um, but, but oh yeah, by the way, I didn't say the Bucks starters. I don't think so. Uh, midseason form. Already, people. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or however you pronounce his last name, still not 100%. I think you got it, actually. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Antetokounmpo. Is, is that right? it? Yeah, it has to be yeah. right. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, someone will correct me at some point. And then with Jabari Parker sitting out, I don't know that he's still got any real injury issues. I know he was cleared for basketball activities, but he's just kind of resting precautionary which makes sense um mm-hmm. so i imagine they'll start john henson at the four just because he's sort of the only logical choice to start as far as their backups go right and i imagine they'll want greg monroe to get time at the center position because that's where yeah. he'll be playing um like we were kind of talking about before the before we started recording it would make more sense in a regular season game, I think, for them to go with Henson at the five and Monroe at the four. But it just seems like with bringing in new personnel, they'd want them to play at the position they're going to be at as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's 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 a cool matchup for today also because you're considering for the Bulls like the big thing with bringing Hoiberg in is everyone talks about his offense and you know it's very ha- like fast paced like offense and. You're basically going up against what was the fourth best defense in the NBA last season in the Bucks. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm ex- I'm really excited for this matchup. Actually, I think it should be really fun to watch. I'd say probably the best half court defense in the league last year. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Just with the way they switched, which if they keep that up, um, I don't know how easy that'll be with Monroe at center, but it will actually be kind of a tricky matchup with the Bulls running all the screens that you imagine they will be, so there will be probably a lot of really interesting one-on-ones throughout the game, too, which should be pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, 
What do you think about Michael Carter Williams? Matt, like that's the thing is for me, a big thing was he got traded to the Bucks like what mid season? Like it was it was a trade deadline that he got traded, right? Yeah, like the day much. of. Um, yes. Yeah, I'll look it up. About to look it up, but for me, a big thing with Michael Carter Williams, and I said this like throughout the regular season because I know a lot of people weren't high on the trade, which I understand because Brandon Knight was a really, really good player and still is a really good player. Obviously, got traded over to the Suns. Uh, to me, I think Michael Carter Williams just needs like a summer just to work with Jason Kidd, who obviously himself is a great point guard, and just to kind of like sort things out like work on his both like <clears throat> work on his like shooting and also maybe his court vision and just kind of like learn how to run a more efficient offense and like a fast a fast-paced one but like not so much that you know you're gonna be risking a lot of turnovers and stuff like that um because i feel like during the regular season when you're playing with the 76ers last season and the season prior he was kind of you know, he was shooting a lot. He was kind of the offensive weapon. When you're on a team that has, there are no expectations for the 76ers. Their only good player that year, too. Exactly, yeah. The year that he won Rookie of the Year for them, he was basically the only good player. Obviously, Nerlens Noel came in the next season. It was, you know, I think he's good. Robert Covington also, but... Yeah, I think, Covington wasn't even close to where he is now. Exactly. And, like, I think he on that team is he had the green light to do whatever he wanted because it didn't matter at the end of the season because they wanted a good pick you know i mean and it's not even a knock on them because at a certain point you have to do what you have to do to build a good team but he had the green light throughout his whole time there and now he has to kind of reel it back and i don't know if it was hard for him to adjust to playing for the bucks but he's in a better situation now i could see the bucks becoming a potential finals contender in the next like few years but i think as of he basically just needs like a, a really good summer working with Jason Kidd and the team to learn how to run uh, an offense. I think he could be a really good point guard, but like as of right now, I wouldn't throw him like in like the top tier or even like a second tier kind of thing. You know? No, I wouldn't say really even close to that. To me, it seemed like last year he had sort of a confidence issue. I mean, when he would get going early in games, he'd be very good throughout the game. But it seems like once you kind of got him off just a little bit he never really recovered all that well right yeah. um at least in the games that we saw against him um obviously with a playoff series and being division rivals we see the bucks quite a bit throughout the year yeah. um but i mean he's definitely he's a good defender which i think is really what makes him a good fit for the Bucks because having someone at the top of the key like that who could stop the ball with all these athletic point guards in the league is really a big deal. Um, Definitely. I Okay, here's the other thing I'm not really sold on with the Bucks. I'm not sure that Greg Monroe is like a super great fit. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a necessary move for them to get to get him or to get like a proper center power forward, whatever you want to say. Yeah, they but, needed a post player, but it's just sort of like his the way he plays doesn't seem to fit in with their system, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. It's um it's gonna be really interesting to see how he fits in with this team. I mean, in the off season they lost both Zaza Pachulia and also uh Ilyasova, so yeah, that was huge. I thought Ilya Silva, especially, he stretched the floor for him so Oh, well. yeah. Um, Definitely, Especially yeah. with 
Giannis and Carter Williams not being especially great shooters. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, I guess having Jabari back makes that a lot better, but even so, off the bench, they don't have exactly a whole lot of firepower. No, they really don't, yeah. I mean, they've got Grievous Vasquez, who probably is one of the better backup point guards in the league, but it's sort of like he's not a great scorer really in his own right, and it's sort of like who's he distributing to with their second unit. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I guess O.J. Mayo has always had potential, but at the same time, O.J. Mayo's kind of a fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, no, he's he's not the player he really once was or what I once perceived him to be. Because at one point, like, I always felt like O.J. Mayo was kind of a threat. Like, he, you know, he'd have his games where he got really hot and stuff, but, like, he, he kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, I don't like know. Yeah, he was good his rookie year. Rookie thought, year, the following year, yeah, like... I mean, yeah, I'm looking at his, his the averages. Draft, people thought he might be rookie of the year instead of Rose. Yeah. Which, I mean, in retrospect, seems kind of absurd. Little, right, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm looking now, like, rookie season average 18.5 points, uh, shooting 38% from three, 43% overall. Next season, 17.5 points. And then the next season, 11.3 points. <laughs> and I'm sure on... Um, not so great shooting splits either. Uh, let's see, forty uh, percent and thirty six percent. Yeah, forty so percent now, overall, thirty six percent from three. So, yeah, not where you want to be in your third season. That's usually where you start to come into your own, kind of, especially as a backcourt player. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. I don't know. He played for Dallas. He played yeah, thirty five really... minutes a game for Dallas. And yeah, really. Don't briefly. remember that at all. <laughs> It was a like strange time, games. I suppose. Yeah. Wow. Look at OJ Mayo. Going yeah. to Dallas. Who would have thought? So, you want to make some predictions for this game? I feel like it's been a while since we've done that. Yeah, let's, let's do some predictions. Uh, should we start early, or the easy way, I guess, and uh, just do like who we think is going to win this one? Yeah, we'll, we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with who's going to win the game. Then we'll do bowl of the game. And then there's another thing I kind of wanted to do. Um, it might be a lot easier to do in the regular season once we have a solid rotation, but it seems like it's every time we picked bowl of the game, it would be the same three guys. So we should also do a sixth man bowl of the game. That's good. Celebrate the bench. I can get behind that. Sounds good. Alrighty. So Bulls Bucks, first preseason game. Rose is out, Jabari's out, but it's still going to be a good game. Who wins? I hate to say it. I think the Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks are going to win this one, I think. I don't, I don't have like a score in mind or anything, but I just have a feeling, you know, it's, it's the first preseason game. You know, you're going up against another team, a team that was fantastic defensively last season. And you're basically... Minus obviously Elisova and Pachulia missing and Jabari being out, but like you're going against the roster that you saw last season. It's not to say the Bulls couldn't beat them last season because they did, but I just have a feeling. I mean, I don't know. Now I'm actually second guessing my pick. I'm just gonna <laughs> stick with it because fuck it. But anyway, I'm guessing. I think the Bucks are gonna win this one. Um, again, no scoreline in mind or anything. I think it'll, it'll be a close game. It'll be a competitive game and stuff. But you know, at a certain point, like you said. Your starters aren't out there the entire game, which was why I was going to maybe change 
my thoughts because we do have a better bench than them, I think, by far. But you, you never know. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I'm guessing you're going to say Bulls, right? I am going to say Bulls because okay. I feel like it would be inappropriate for me not to pick <laughs> the Bulls on the first fucking game of the season. Yeah, right. You savage. Um, yeah, I feel like a monster now. <laughs> I don't know. I, just the way I'm looking at the Bucks lineup without Jabari or really a proper stretch forward lineup and having Miritich actually starting, um, plus having more in the game, and he's actually a better three-point shooter than Rose would have been. So I imagine the Bulls are going to get up a lot of threes because the offense is, like you said, brand new. Things aren't going to be working quite right. Um, you know, obviously it won't, I'm not predicting a total collapse. I'm saying they're going to win. Um, but you'll see a lot of late in the shot clock possessions, I think, and you'll see guys trying to sort of work things to the outside because you have these new guys in the lineup, Miritich, who clearly needs to get shots up to get going. We saw that last season. Right. Um, Having Butler control the ball, I imagine he'll be attacking quite a bit, and with Henson or... I mean, even Monroe having to come out to guard Noah, we see how much Noah plays from the top of the key, so the spacing with the Bulls actually really could hurt the Bucks, depending on how well Greg Monroe plays within their defensive system. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it's going to be really fun to see Noah out there today also, I think. Yeah, everything we've heard out of training camp. I mean, obviously, every year in training camp, it's everyone's looking great. Um, yeah, exactly. You never hear a coach just be like, yo, man, not going to lie to you. Like, Noah just looks like total shit today. He looks terrible. <laughs> there is I would love that Hoiberg brutal honesty. Where he's like, Noah's definitely the top ten players we've had in training camp. It's like, <laughs> out of great. what? Like... Yeah, 16 dudes. Very nice. I mean, man, I mean, he's obviously, he's looking good compared to, like, Cristiano Felicio and uh, some of the other random guys out there. Hey, don't sleep on Cristiano Felicio. Am I actually sleeping on him? No, it's just people got really hyped during Summer League about him for some reason. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. It's Summer League, but, you know, whatever. Maybe he'll find his way into... Into some games, he'll stumble onto the court at some point, and Hoiberg will just be like, "You know what? Leave him out there. Who cares? Let it go. Let him yeah. do his thing." So I've got the Bulls. You've got the Bucks. Um, True. Yes. So who do you have for ball of the game in a losing effort? Nikola Mirotic. Nikola I think Miritich. he's. I think he's gonna have a really good game today. I think. I don't know. Just I, I have a feeling within me. I think. Not that Henson, assuming Henson is going to be on him in the game, not that he can't guard, because I'm sure he can. He can guard pretty well. Yeah, I I have like a gut feeling that Nikos is going to have one of those games where he just like puts up like a dumb amount of shots and a lot of them are just going to fall somehow. It's a lazy prediction, but you never know. Nico will theoretically be one of the more in practice guys out there because he played in Eurobasket. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's a very lazy pick. I think that's a good pick. Thank don't you. you. Okay. Don't you go I down would, your picks, I, Joan. I was really self-conscious about it when I said it. I was like, oh, maybe I should have said Butler. Because Butler is the guaranteed pick. Like That's a guaranteed good pick every single time. Yeah, I, I'm about to say Butler because, it's, I mean, like we said, everything we've heard out of training camp has been Butler has been dominant in, on both ends of the floor, which is exactly. really nice to hear. 
Um, especially having just paid him quite a lot of money, the fact that he's going all out in training camp is a really good sign. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Jimmy Buckets because, I mean, who doesn't love Jimmy Buckets? Probably a handful of other teams. Yeah, probably quite but a otherwise. few Bucks fans. Um, yeah. But you know, I, mean, I Dun- love Jimmy Buckets, so I Dunleavy has to be Dunleavy has to be the most hated Bulls player by Bucks fans, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess I before the Bucks series, I never even really noticed people calling Dunleavy a dirty player. Um, uh, but I guess I didn't he's really had that reputation it. for a while. Um, I was unaware of it. Yeah, I really never noticed it all that much. But maybe it's Homer goggles. Um. Hard to say. So, sixth man of the game, Bulls bench player who's going to stand out. Who do you get? Let me think. So we're going with, a, go with we're going with a player off the bench who's going to do well. Can't be part of our starting five today. No. Okay. You go first, and I'll 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 meditate on this one for a minute. I'm going to go Doug McDermott. Okay. Um. <laughs> He'll probably be playing in that sort of sixth-man role, mm-hmm. especially with Dunleavy out and with the guard rotation kind of shortened up with Heinrich and Rose out. Um, I think once Giannis and Middleton come off the court, which I imagine they won't be playing a full 36 minutes like they're capable of, um, it seems like the spacing that the Bulls are going to have are really going to set up McDermott to get the ball in his hands more. Right. And when he's had room to work with the ball, I think, is when he's done best on offense, not so much as a spot-up shooter, which is how he sort of has to fit in in the starting lineup if he is going to start at some sure, point. Yeah. Obviously not in the near future, I don't hope. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when he is the focal point of the offense, he can be very good, and I'm, I'm just really not entirely sold on the defenders, at least, for the Bucks bench. Um, I mean, Damian Inglis is a fairly decent defender, and I guess O.J. Mayo's alright. Um, but I'm expecting Doug to improve quite a lot this year, and it sounds like he's had a really great offseason. He looked good in Summer League, which I know I just shit on people for getting hyped about Felicia. Yeah, but even even early last season, Doug McDermott had good games. Like yeah, his first, really the first game of the season. Yeah, in like, the first season against the first game against the Knicks, he had a good game. Like he wasn't bad. Yeah. So I actually, I you know what, I want to fact check that because I want to make sure I'm not lying to you. But I'm actually going to agree with you. I think I think Doug McDermott. You sold me on it. I think he's going to have a good game. Otherwise, I was going to say maybe Aaron Brooks, but just I I still have this weird like beef with him because of his height which is really stupid but like i just feel you're like he's bullied so much you're too short can't play um <laughs> but yeah uh, actually the doug mcdermott game i was thinking of the first one against the knicks he had 12 points 40 percent from three 55 percent shooting so yes yeah, wasn't bad at all five rebounds and that was in the thibodeau offense which really that, that was he, he played 24 minutes Wow. Wow. Yeah, right? That's what I'm that saying. That didn't happen again. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the next thing... The, then his like, next like, quote-unquote good game was against Orlando where he played 11 minutes and had 12 points. Yeah, 66% so he, shooting, 50% like three. really set him back last year, so I'm excited to see this season with him. 
Yeah, and like it's you know new coach also like me. Like, I don't. Th- I think people trying to sell that the players had some beef with Thibodeau. I I don't I don't agree that you know this journalist that say that kind of stuff. I feel like they're all professional enough. You know they're willing to play into his system, do what they can within it. But you know maybe like a certain yeah. right, it didn't work. And McDermott, you know maybe at a certain point felt like he lost some confidence because of his injury. Then also, you know I'm not getting minutes until I get garbage time and stuff like that. And like. You know, like what? What can you expect? You know, it's going to happen. You're going to get frustrated by it, but uh, but yeah, I think Doug McDermott's going to have a good game today. Yeah, yeah today. Yeah. Go Doug. So we have got. Oh wow, 24 minutes. All right, we should probably wrap it up. Um, yeah, let's do it. What do we normally say at the end? Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, MySpace, whatever you use. We're probably on it. Dave's always doing some shit. Um, remember to subscribe on iTunes, check out the main show, and as always, you can find everything we do, articles, videos, podcasts, memes, we did once. That oh, was God. That was, um, that was a dark era, I think, for us. It was. It was a sad day. It was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you can find all that at freecheeseandhotsauce.com. Um, John, anything else we want to announce? No, just, you know, be happy. Basketball's almost back. Like, we're only yeah. a couple weeks from the regular season, so it's it's a bit of a wait. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, if people, are, Cub- if people are Cubs fans, they're probably happy right now anyway, but at the end of the day, uh-huh. basketball is basketball. It's best sport out there, so it's close. We're near. I'm so, hyped. I'm hyped, too. Drive home safely, internet. Beep beep. I don't remember if I do that on these. Is that just the main show? You you do. You do them on these, I think. Okay. Well then, you know, beep beep. <laughs>